This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 14th of July. Get some of this, Justin. Mm -hmm. Over 4 million Aussies are set to receive a full $1,080 tax rebate promised by the government. Brett, an anonymous buyer has paid over $160,000 for a rare, unopened copy of the classic video game Super Mario Bros. No way. Yep, it's the biggest amount ever paid for a video game. And this has got me digging through my parents' house for all my old games. I don't blame you. I want a piece of that. Three really juicy stories today, Justin. For our first story today... Let's do it. Network 10, the owner of Channel 10, is launching a fourth TV channel in an attempt to win more advertising revenue. Bold move here from 10. So what's the story? Well, times are tough in TV land. Free-to-air TV channels like 10 and 9 Mm -hmm. and 7, they've really been battling in 2020. In fact, Network 10's income dropped by almost 40% in the last few months just compared to last year. It's got to hurt. And now, 10 is launching its new channel. Talk to me about this one. What's the vibe? They're going for a more edgy feel for this one. (laughs) So they've named the new channel 10 Shake. (laughs) Very edgy indeed. Just like their other channels, 10 Peach Mm -hmm. and 10 Bold. But uh, what's interesting here is that 10 Shake will actually be targeting children primarily as well as adults under 40 after 6pm. So what is the key learning here? With the launch of its new channel, Network 10 is trying to attract a totally new set of advertisers, aka the companies that have traditionally prioritised advertising on Google Uh and Facebook. We're all used to seeing ads on free to air TV for traditional brands like Bunnings and Chemist Warehouse can't take those ads <laughs> yeah. anymore but 10 wants a slice of new world companies that haven't really played in the TV advertising space much before that being companies in the online food ordering space or the rideshare space pretty sure that's the exact same space 10 reckons there is a heap of opportunity to attract online retail and gaming advertisers too ah. time will tell for our second story Google announced its plans to acquire Fitbit for around 3 billion dollars back in November and Competition regulators are set to decide on whether the deal will go through in mm-hmm. the next week. This is a really interesting story, Justin. What is going on here? Some background for the Flux fan. When yep. one big company tries to buy another big company, mm-hmm. regulators often like to make sure this deal is fair yep. and reasonable. And this deal between Google and Fitbit is no different. Fitbit has more than 28 million people using its wearable devices. And many of those people, as well as regulators, have raised concerns about Google adding Fitbit's sensitive health data to its already extensive tracking of consumers. If Google's acquisition of Fitbit is approved, it will add years worth of Fitbit users' data to its already massive consumer data collection. So what's the key learning here? Google purchasing Fitbit could be approved only if Google promises to never use health data to sell ads. So the risk for competition regulators is that Google change their mind around this down the track. For example, when Google acquired an online advertising business named DoubleClick, it committed to users yeah. it would not combine data from both businesses for its benefit. But next minute, around eight years later, Google just quietly removed this commitment from its privacy policy. And so, Brett, what could this look like for users down the track? Heart rate up. Target a user with an ad for Valium. Not sleeping well. Here's a sleep track by Hans Zimmer. Eating habits changing. Here's a new diet for you, sponsored by Weight Watchers. For our third and final story, the newest arrival in the streaming world, Quibi, has reportedly lost 90% of its early users after their free trials expired. This one is juicy. Listen to this. Take it away, Brett. (laughs) Quibi raised around $2.5 billion to get its new streaming company off the ground. And Quibi's big point of difference is that it's creating TV content specifically for when you're on the go. With like five or ten minute episodes. Like new episodes of our old favourite punk. (laughs) With Chance the Rapper instead of Ashton Kutcher. And Chrissy Tegan's version of Judge Judy. Called Chrissy's Court. 
<laughs> but it turns out that Quibi has only managed to convert around 8% Ooh. of its early wave of users into paying subscribers. AKA, only 72,000 paid users have stuck around. So what's the key learning here? Companies that offer free trials generally go with one of two options. One, you restrict the amount of features accessible to the trialer. Or two, you offer the full product to the trialer, but for a short mm. period of time. And Quibi went with option two. Ultimately, Quibi was hoping that their users got so hooked on Chrissy's court that they couldn't imagine another day without it. But there is a major risk in offering free trials to potential customers if you don't have a good enough product. Like Quibi. So Quibi desperately needs to solve for the fact that it has a pretty average conversion rate. Which means it is continuing to trail behind Netflix and Disney Plus in a big way. Flux family, you know we love to try new channels. We certainly do. So we've headed over to TikTok. Huge. Check us out at flux.finance. We'd love to see you over there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.